Chapter Twenty Nine of From the Easy Chair, Volume Two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. From the Easy Chair, Volume Two, by George William Curtis. Christendom versus Christianity it is remarkable that what is called the practical sense of christendom virtually rejects the christian ideals as impracticable its highest ideal is obedience to the divine will and its instinct therefore should represent the religious man as the perfection of vigorous manhood the more manly the finer the bloom of health the sounder the body for the sound and purified mind the truer and more satisfactory the type the more symmetrically revealed the christian man this is the simple and natural ideal among living men of unthwarted and normal christian excellence but so little is this the fact that the oldest traditions of christian art depict the founder of christianity himself not as a blooming man not as a figure of the inward and outward health that proceeds inevitably from complete and absolute conformity to the divine will but as a wan and wasted personality plainly worsted by the world this conception extends to the constant and organized control of the church and the general feeling of christendom regards the ministers of its religion either as official personages or excluded from actual knowledge of life not masters of the arena but professionally unfit to cope with the world it may indeed be said that the traditions of christian art show a misapprehension of the essential character of the christian faith but however that may be it is certainly true that these traditions do not misrepresent the general conception of christianity which is professed by those who practically reject its ideals here goes solomon gunnybags to christian worship on sunday morning he abashiates himself in his pew and his confession that he is a miserable sinner is so sonorous and impressive that the hearer sighs sympathetically with solomon's consciousness of the enormous burden of wrongdoing that he carries now what is solomon doing in his pew he is solemnly professing confidence in and reverence for certain principles of faith and conduct not only as lofty in themselves but as absolutely essential to his soul's salvation then unless the whole universe is a farce and religion and the soul impostures they are the most practical and practicable of all possible principles because otherwise the soul's salvation could not be made by beneficent omnipotence dependent upon fidelity to them but if some attendant spirit should say to solomon gunnybags as he walks home with a happy consciousness of duty done solomon the golden rule and the christian religion forbid you to unload upon david the stock that you believe to be very shaky he would unquestionably feel if he did not say stuff every man for himself of course christianity is an excellent thing but it doesn't mean that 
gunny bags does not expressly repudiate christian principle as unpractical he only believes it to be so the fundamental doctrine of the christian life is love the christian millennium is peace but it is christendom that maintains the vast standing armies and when the international peace congress meets in london and proposes disarmament the good-natured reply of christendom is well yes perhaps sometime with a smile of amused incredulity as when a child seriously asks for the moon yet this is christendom and the christian principles are entirely familiar and every sunday and saint's day in all the christian churches we protest that the practice of them is essential to our soul's salvation then we wipe our eyes and smile kindly upon any one who really insists that we should offer the other cheek and forgive seventy times seven oh no we say that is an eccentric view no man in this world that is in christendom can afford to allow himself to be imposed upon if we don't look out for number one who will take charge of that precious numeral so it is that on some bright july day looking in imagination upon the respectable universal peace congress in the hotel metropole in london and hearing the bishop of durham offer a resolution for international arbitration and denouncing the folly the waste the woe and wickedness and wrong of war we hear also not the immediate and instinctive assent of christendom but its wistful prayer and half despairing hope that some time christianity may be found to be practicable and something more than a pretty dream yet is there anything more certain than that the christendom which actually rejects the christian ideals and principles as impracticable denounces most savagely those who practically illustrate them even if they theoretically reject them the moral of this little sermon is altogether christian for it is charity since christendom is in practice so universally unchristian and holds its own fundamental principles in such practical contempt every member of that vast fraternity should be very modest in judging others could there be a more radically unchristian figure in human history than torquemada if christianity be what it declares itself to be the least throb of sound christian feeling in his bosom would have held his hand the inquisition the fierceness of sects the religious wars offensive wars of any kind are possible only among christians who hold christianity to be impracticable yet when the easy chair saw a gentle lady going to morning prayers on a happy saint's day and heard through the open window the murmuring music of the promise when two or three are gathered together and marked during all the day and in daily conduct the unselfishness the sympathy the courtesy the kindly care of old and young the faithful doing of duty the nameless charm of lofty character the christian ideal was no longer the mirage of an unreached and unattainable oasis in the desert it was already come down to earth it was here a little heaven below
End of chapter 29